Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. My name is Andrew Harris. I'm joined today by, you guessed it, Mr. Andrew Decker. <laughs> All right. So, 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 so with our new technology, yeah. there, there are there are um, uh, applause, Mr. Harith. A little laugh track. And then if we have the bad joke, we've got the. There we go. Right. Yeah. We we have there are two others we can add to. Um, they're 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 not really necessary at this point, but we we may end up dropping the uh, applause and but I'm bumped just. <laughs> You know, you know, we love our technology, guys. This is part of the ever-improving product and we always, try to put out to you all. Always trying to, always trying to do better. We're always trying to do better. You try, know, sometimes try. we fall short of expectations. Though. You know, back in the day, the uh, I think it was the zoo um, in Dallas Fort Worth would say, "Trying harder to suck less every day." <laughs> the zoo said that. I think so. I think it was the zoo. Was that like a, just some weird PR campaign they put out? It was one of the things that they would say on a regular basis. Okay. Oh, the not the Dallas not Zoo. Not the Dallas Zoo. The <laughs> K, K-Z-E-W, uh, uh, the yeah. Zoo. Okay. All right. So the, old, a radio man. program. And I've been, around, I've been around DFW for a long time. I Okay. Yeah. I yeah. had, I was like, why would. <laughs> hey, the, back in the day when. I when love the, going it, to the zoo. When the gorilla escaped <laughs> the Dallas Zoo, they needed to try harder to suck less was every that, day. Is that an actual story? Yes. I did Google not it. know that. Google it. Like Funny. truly on the radio. They're like, like in the middle of a song, they stop the song and they go, hey, we, everyone's got to know this. <laughs> <laughs> there is a gorilla who has escaped the Dallas oh Zoo. Oh my God, just, just tearing like a, people apart in the street. <laughs> no, just roaming. Right? <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, it was back in the 90s. Oh man. Yeah, Google it. Google That's it. So funny. Gorilla escapes Dallas Zoo. Uh, so they, 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 so the Dallas Zoo and KEZW both should have tried harder to suck less every day. So true. So true. You know what? Uh, maybe maybe some of our clients and maybe our defenders will appreciate this. Maybe, maybe some of our clients should try to, how did you put it? Suck less? Trying harder to, to suck, suck less. At probation. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of them don't. Try harder. <laughs> no. And they no. suck more every day. No. It's and and you know, this is after, you know, our efforts um at trying to get, you know, maybe maybe it's kind of a slam dunk case for the prosecution and you've still done everything you can to get them that sweet, sweet deal that 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 checks all their boxes, right? They want to stay out of custody. They want to. They want to stay with their families. Keep working. I've got a job, Mr. Stuff. Decker. I got a job. Yeah. How can they do this? I got kids. Right. Right. Um, it's funny you never took care. Of, oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this my normal response to. But anyways, um, but you know you've got them the sweetheart of a deal, and maybe a year, maybe months later, you get a phone call. Hey, uh, I've got a warrant out for my arrest. Can you do something about that? Uh, no. <laughs> the general yeah. answer is no. Uh, yeah, even even when the answer may be like, um, m- maybe, but w- okay, why? Uh, well, I, it turns out they don't want me on probation anymore. Right, oh. and so basically, oh. basically, just so our listeners are aware where we're going, we're going to talk about revocations and and um, uh, motions to adjudicate. Yes. Um, 
And it is it is one of the most frustrating things. It can be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because you have, you know, somebody has worked hard. It may not be us um, uh, to get someone probation, or it's a first offense. Probation is going to be kind of the obvious answer. Um, and someone's put on probation two years, three years on a state jail felony, or you know, maybe three or four years on a on a third or a second even because it's, you know, hey, you know, we kind of understand and you get yep. a really great deal. And then they just stop reporting. Yeah, and I, you know, to be clear, I don't like probation for a lot of reasons, right? Uh, some of our jurisdictions, they won't consider anything less than the full 10-year probation length right and if that's a straight probation you know that's that's not a great deal i mean our our clients see it as staying out of prison and that may that may be enough for them but in reality i i you know i often counsel against that straight probation stint for where they're going to be on for a decade right um because you know they're going to get eight years into it and then they're going to get revoked towards the end of that of that period, and, and um, could do and really and, could and do three or four time. at that time, right? Yeah, and have time on the where we could have you know from the outset got them a much lighter TDC sentence, and they'd been done and out and and all that, right? Yeah. So so one of the things uh, again, my our, our friend Harmony uh, Sherman would say she would never give someone to deferred. On a first degree, she thinks that she thinks that's ineffective assistance to counsel. Yeah, and why? Why does she think that? Because I think a lot of people are saying like, "Ooh, a deferred on a first degree—that's a great deal." But right. why would it not be? Right. But let's say you get seven years deferred, and you're at year two, right? You're fairly you're yeah. fairly new into it, and um, just something random, not terrible, but random life. Yeah. And you are now facing five to ninety-nine. Yes. Yeah. Because they're they're. They have the full, full range of punishment to consider, right? Right. Um, and so a lot for a lot of reasons, and, and Harmony's right, like if you know that you're setting your client up for failure or just don't believe they can complete uh, a probationary term, you know, it, it takes a lot of work to kind of jump through the hoops of probation. And, and, and as a prosecutor, I love putting people on probation. I mean, it was so much better, I think, for the community than just sending them to prison. Amen. You know, it's a lot more It's a lot more supervision, a lot more rehabilitative. I, and I keep pressing these prosecutors, like, we should be encouraging defendants to be on some form of probation or community supervision. Um, and But it's not always, that's not always the case. Not always a great idea. Right, right. But we're really talking about not, whether someone should get probation yeah. or deferred, we're talking about that person who's on probation or deferred, and yeah. um, now they've done something, right? Uh, and by done yeah. something that somewhere uh, the state has said, "Hey, we think that maybe you shouldn't be on probation anymore." Yeah, so we're you know the the process of removing somebody from probation. Now, where would where would we go? Uh, I, I reckon to uh, to find the rules that that govern this, Andrew. Do you know, do you have any clue? Do you know? Uh, you expect me to know rules? I mean, I you know if badges. Only, if only you don't we need those talked with, uh, you know, maybe in our first season with with a particular South Texas right. defender, Michelle Ochoa always knows forty two A. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, if it's going to be probation related, you're likely going to find it in forty two A. Right. 
Um, so once again, read 42a. It, and it is and truly, dense, truly, and it is confusing. Harith asked that question, and I'm staring at him like, what the hell are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> it's my, apo- related, my, apologies, <laughs> my apologies to Michelle Ochoa. Um, yeah. Um, so, so read 42a. Yeah, and, and, and again, this is not, you know, we're not going to get into like, right. I mean, unless you want to get into like some really specific, this is going to be kind of high level. Um, right. The the things that, some of the things that happen and then some of the things that, that families expect, right? So um, things that uh, happen for, for people to have a motion to adjudicate, the number one reason is they didn't report. Yeah. Right, and that that reads as absconding, and uh, and prosecutors don't like it. Judges really don't like it. No, um, you're right. Uh, and so, if you even if you think you're gonna pee dirty, right? In other words, you're gonna have something in your system that you're not supposed to have in your system when you go report. If you think that you're, if you think that there might have been a new offense and there might be a warrant, go show up. Right, the number one rule of the law: if you are supposed to show up for court or for a probation officer, show up. If you don't show up, you've already lost. You know, in going through the rules of probation, when somebody is starting out this process, I always show them how one little violation can turn into two or three very quickly if you don't report it, if you don't show up, if you don't pay if you don't you know if you don't follow the rule i mean like if you commit a new offense and you don't tell them you have gone from from just committing a new offense which is one violation which we can typically like work with uh yeah depending on what the offense was and what your probation is yeah to now if you if you if that is the catalyst for you not reporting and then not going in you know you could immediately have a violation for not reporting it and then depending on how long you stay out you know, it can just stack up from there. Not unpayment, non-payment of fees, not completing your community service on track or as scheduled. I mean, you know, it it really snowballs um, from there. So I agree with you. The most important thing you can do is is always contact them. Like always stay in communication with a probation officer. There's no such thing as too much contact with a probation officer. Right. And if they say show up, show up. If they say call, call. I tell people that sometimes if you're put on probation and you're reporting to a different county, right? So uh, you're put on probation here, but you live somewhere else. And they say, report there and report by mail. Yes. I'm like, you write a letter on the first of every month. I'm still living at this address. I reported to my community supervision guy on this date. I'm still working at da-da-da-da-da. Thank you for, you know, thank you. And then sign your name. Yeah. Right. Send it. Spend the sixty-three cents. And it's dear God, it's sixty-three cents to mail a letter now. No. Sixty-three Is cents. It? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Oh. Uh, um, <laughs> spend the sixty-three cents. Uh, buy the envelope. Buy the piece of paper. Put it in the mail. Because not reporting by mail. Yes. Is a is a is a violation. Yeah. And so you have to do all the little check marks. And some people, some of our clients will say, I don't want to do probation because I feel like they're just setting you up to fail. Right. I can see where they feel that. Oh, yeah. I definitely, I definitely understand how they feel that because, you know, 
it it is. I mean, if you're already struggling with the mental with health, life. With, with mental health uh, illness that that addiction is, and and with life, you're not making much money. You're maybe you're on the poverty line. Um, you know, probation is expensive. It takes a lot of time. They're invasive into your life, uh, and it and it can be quite overwhelming for a lot of our clients. Right, and so so defenders, don't be afraid to say, would you be better off if it's a misdemeanor? Would you be better off doing two or three months in the county jail? You and I have talked about it on a DWI. Yeah. Right. Outside now, the super fine. I might be willing to just take the take the days. Absolutely. Um, and and again, Mr. Harris, we know that that you don't drink, right? And we know that I drink very little. We're not at risk of getting a DWI, but if for some reason we did, we wouldn't be at real risk of of having a problem uh, right. making it. But it's it's a lot of money. Let's just add it up, right? Sixty dollars a month times twelve is eight hundred and forty plus P tests right. of $30 a month. So that's another 360. So you're at $1,200 a year minimum. Yes, right. And that's not including fines and court costs, right? That That's going to be a separate monthly payment, maybe around 50, maybe around $60. And that's all dependent on the how much the fine and court cost is, how long the term of probation is, et cetera. Right. Um, but let, let's say you have classes that you have to take. I mean, mm-hmm. who's paying for that? You're paying for it. That's right. The defender is the defendant is paying for that. Right? Somewhere between thirty and seventy five dollars per class, depending not, on what the class is. And not just a class, but sometimes they have um, therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you get a really good resolution on a sex case, you know, you're going to have the 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 um, sex offender treatment, right? That you if have it's to if it's family violence, you're taking batter's intervention program, right? Anger and, management. And all of that is out of pocket. You know, right. None of this is paid for by the county or provided by the county now, or, or it's state. Through probation, most of those classes are less expensive than if you went to a private therapist. Sure. Right? It's still a cost. But, but yes. it's still a cost. So court costs, well, probation fees, UA fees, which everyone's doing at least some of them, court costs, classes, I tell people it's going to cost you about $150 a month. Well, that's $1,800 a year, almost $2,000 a year. Just kind of take that out of your budget. Again, I... For most people, honestly, that puts them underwater. Right, right. If you you were... Think about this. If you're making uh, $20 an hour, right, which is more than... Way more than minimum wage, but not necessarily a terrible job but not a great job $20 an hour that's 40 about $42,000 a year so $2,000 is 5% of your income is going for this and that you haven't done anything yet now most judges you know will tell you they're never going to revoke somebody for money issues but they actually cannot revoke you for, for money issues but what you know what that leads to is the absconding, you know, what people will say all the time. I, I didn't report because I didn't have the money to pay him, and I couldn't go to community service because I had to work. I couldn't afford to take off, or I couldn't take this class because I couldn't afford it. And now they don't have to revoke you for money. They can revoke you because the lack of money led you to not complete other terms of your probation. And yep. that's going li- to that's going to land you. The failure to complete the terms of your probation is going to land you in the county jail or TDC every single time. Right, right. And what I, when I'm having this discussion with someone going on probation, 
about money, especially if they go, Mr. Decker, I, I, I don't have a job. I'm broke. And I'm like, you show up when they tell you to show up. And I said, and if you've got a $5 bill, you go, I've got a $5 bill this month. Yes, pay, yeah, absolutely. And you say, that's, a, that's what I got. They cannot revoke you for money alone because basically, and the reason why is the United States has said being poor is not a crime. Right. Well, yeah, we don't have debtor's prison. Right. Even though some judges and that we deal with, uh, you know, ignore that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit farther west. Yeah. A little bit farther west. Um, but yes, if if you can't pay, you still show up. And so tell your client that if this is the issue, go take them $5, take them $3 and go, this is what I got this month. I, I don't have anything else. Now, that may then put you in another class. <laughs> right. They may now put you in a class for money management. Right. Yeah. Right. But we know people making a lot more money than you and I do who need to take a money management class. Right. Mm-hmm. Why are you standing at me? I'm not. I'm okay. saying other people, other people. <laughs> Mr. Harris, that one wasn't about you, sir. Well, I have um, a little projection going on then. Uh, my bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so money is a huge obstacle and hurdle for people uh, completing these probation stints. So, uh, so we have, you know, two different petitions, right? That correct. That get filed. Um, let's talk a little bit about those just semantics. So we get, you know, maybe, um, some, somebody will learn something from this. Okay. So, so the difference, uh, one is a motion to revoke. A motion to revoke is filed if you're on straight probation. So you've been sentenced to a term of years, let's say five years, uh, in the uh, TDC, and that has been probated. Mm-hmm. You've been put on probation for seven. Okay. Okay. Um, and then you would get a motion to revoke your probation, and basically you are now capped at five. You could get less, but right. technically it's five. Five, five. five would be the max. So, so you're essentially, you know, you have a conviction on your criminal history from the day that you start that probation stint. You've told the told the judge, I am guilty, and I'm agreeing to five years in prison, probated meaning, but I'm going to be kept out of prison if I can complete seven years on this program. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. What's the other way? The other one would be a motion to adjudicate, because our lovely friend, the deferred adjudication probation. Uh, adjudication. Y- Aren't you missing a couple letters there? Deferred adjudication. Adjudication. There's no F in adjudication. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm mispronouncing it. <laughs> um, and how often do <laughs> do people when they're calling you? How, how often do they call it that? I don't get that very often. Really? I, uh, yeah, yeah. All the time. I I, I don't get a, a, a I don't even know how to say it. They, I don't know why they have the if the in the middle in the in the middle of it. Adjudication. Well, I think it's a word they've never heard before and they don't know what to it do. It is with a it. weird word. Right. It's a weird word. You know, um, um, it's one and, of our Latin and, Latin words. And so I, I define those terms. Defer is to put off into the future. Right. Yeah. Adjudication. Now I just did it. <laughs> I got <gotcha>. you. <laughs> um, adjudication. <laughs> wow. Um, deferred adjudication. And it may be that the F, right, from yeah. the deferred, yeah. um, is to f- put off a finding of guilt. So we're putting off that finding of guilt into the future. Um, and if you complete your probation successfully, you are not found guilty and your yep. case is technically dismissed, but it does not go away. Right. Um, uh, it will still be on your record. It may be able to be sealed. Some are not uh, sealable, right. but we're not getting into all that. 
So that's two different petitions, but often the petitions say motion to adjudicate or revoke. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a form, right? And, and you're not, you, you may not, the important part of that is it's going to list the violations. Don't You know, the semantics of whatever, I mean, that'll tell you if it's a straight probation, they already have a conviction, or if it's a deferred and, and you still have an opportunity to keep that conviction, that word conviction off their criminal history. Right. And I, and I think that makes a difference on what I'm trying to do with a, with a, with an, with a uh, prosecutor. At, if, yes. if we are at three years on a four and it's a motion to adjudicate, I'm going to try to keep my person on probation because we're trying to keep that conviction clean. Yeah. And so what are some ways that you can maybe convince a prosecutor to withdraw or dismiss their motion uh, to adjudicate. Well, maybe that they've started rehab. Yeah, that's a, that's um, a great. You know, one. if if they've if it, if they haven't done rehab already, or if they, we agree to do safe P, or um, they catch up on all their fines and fees, and have you know before between the motion and when we show up for court, they've completed twenty four hours of, of community service. Yeah. Um. You know, basically clean up the mess. Right. Yeah. If I if I have some of these easy things uh, that I can just kind of, you know, complete real quick, get caught up on money, complete complete the community service hours, so I can walk into court with all that already done. That's a really great bargaining. Yeah, especially if they really have been pretty good on the rest of uh, it. Otherwise, been been pretty good. Now, right. now, if you have like a bunch of positive tests, then you may have to do the safe P route, right? Right. If it's if it's we've suddenly popped up with two positive tests. Right. Right. It may not be we may not actually be doing a true but, but we kind of take to the prosecutor. Yeah, that's true. What, what, what do you mean a true but? A true but would be a hearing on a motion to adjudicate or a motion to revoke where we say, yes, the allegation is true. But let me tell you what was going on. Right. And, right? and just ask him for mercy from the court or mm-hmm. something like that. But yeah. sometimes you can actually go to the prosecutor and say, yeah, well, that was true. But that was the anniversary of his mother's death. And right. It was a year ago, so he managed to get through that, but the year hit him, and he went to the bar and drank that night. Or he started smoking weed, yeah. and kind of once he started smoking, it just spiraled, and yes, there are two dirty UAs two weeks apart. Um, he's clean now. You can do a hair follicle, yeah. you know, and we go... And he's taken a... Mar- we've we've completed a marijuana class. You know, and, and that's a good... Good point because the the prosecutors aren't may not know all of that right because they're just getting information from the probation officer who may not have included all of the notes in that report and that may not be in the probation officer's notes right right and so so just like you know in any case that we have it's important to provide context there right um, um, and it, so sometimes those things will they make a difference and and honestly um, two forty two a does contain some uh, or at least one defense that I know of. Um, and uh, for these motions to adjudicate or uh, revoke probation, and that's on the absconding part specifically. It, it says that probation probation office will um, will do their diligence or be diligent in finding the uh, the the probationer. So um, yeah, so one I of have seen that work a handful of times. Yeah, uh, so one of the things they have to do if if you haven't been reporting, and they go, well, they didn't report. They actually have to go to the house that's of record and say, "Yeah, not here. Is, is little Jimmy here? Right. And several times, it, it they just didn't do that. Yeah. Um, now, on the other hand, I, I, I 
kind of go, little Jimmy didn't report. <laughs> you know, he al- he also didn't do these other things, right? So if right. you just have a, it, it would be odd, I think, if you just had an absconding um, on uh, as an allegation. Usually, they're gonna, they're, it's gonna be a snowball effect. From yeah, there. it starts. Yeah, because it's thing gonna say, and also didn't provide a UA and right. Um, and 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 I don't know about you, but I've read a lot of them where it starts off with two dirty UAs. And then suddenly they're absconding and, and not doing anything. Right. Yep. Um, uh, but, you know, the, the, the court only needs one, like one allegation to be found true to, to remove somebody from probation. So if you're if you're just knocking out the state's bricks, um, you know, in the wall that they're building, you know, that that may be that may provide a decent enough defense for you to get to the next one that you can then try to knock down. But um, but, you know, definitely read 42 a. Um, the entirety of it to find that because I don't have the specific section right off the top of my head. Um, but it's also amazing what people think that they're going to get. <laughs> what do you mean? So, you know, you're, you're three years. Wait, in wait, wait. So our clients have, have these unrealistic expectations. Our clients, their parents, their, <laughs> <you know, laughs> their baby mama, um, you know, uh, about, well, you know, why why can't he be reinstated? Why can't he get out today? And you're like, he's been in jail for a month. We haven't had a hearing. And he was kicked out of safe P reentry and then te- basically went on a bender. Yeah. Um, so that means he violated before because otherwise he wouldn't have gone into safe P. <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, have to do the math, and then when the judge hears all that, they're going to go, uh, boom, right? Are they going to shoot him? Uh, well, more, yeah, kind of, might as well sometimes. Just bury him under the jail? Just bury him. Yeah. Um, y- yeah, uh, you know, or, um, right, so unrealistic expectations about how this is going to be resolved. I, I've had clients, it's their third revocation. We've done really great work on the prior two uh, to get them to that point and, you know, move from, like had the first motion to adjudicate withdrawn, got him back on track. Second motion to adjudicate was com- it was converted to straight probation, mm-hmm. um, you know, and against my counsel, my client took it, and now he's on a motion to revoke probation. And he's like, man, let's just get this one dropped. And I'll, I mean, I'll I've learned my lesson. And I'm going to complete this now at this point in time. And I'm like, man, you're looking at TDC time. Like that's I can't do anything else for you. Right, um, we're, we're now we're now negotiating. And, and to be honest, man, like I mean, how much money is this costing you? You know, you're you're paying me every time. You're paying probation. You've got new stuff that you have to do each and every time. Like this is just a terrible idea. Um, yeah. And and you know, at that point, you get to a point where there's not much else. You're, I mean, the prosecutor is certainly not going to keep playing ball. Right. Exactly. Um. And so sometimes I'll ask him. So I, I learned recently an incredible phrase. What's that? Help me understand. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. And and I true I, I truly <laughs> used it on a revocation or, or a motion to adjudicate this this last week. Man, I I just got visions of like my parents asking me that when I was, you know, in middle school, uh, acting a fool in class or something. Yeah. Um, help me understand. Um, this guy was like, he goes, why, why, why can't I get back out? You know, I was like, well, help me understand. What do you expect? What do you think is going to happen? 
He goes, well, my mom's going to, my mom wants to hire an, uh, hire a real world lawyer and get me a bond. And I said, I, okay. I, I can file for a bond. Yeah. Right. But you have six burglary of a buildings for which you're on probation. Help me understand what you think is going to happen at a hearing. So and, and they just stop and look at you and you go, so help me understand why you need to be out of jail right now. Well, I need to get back to my job. So help me understand what's going to happen in a month when you have a hearing and the judge sentences you to up to two years. And they look at you like you just like hit them with a brick. And you go, so you're going to get out to go back to your $10 an hour job. Your mom is going to pay a thousand dollars to get you out of get you out of get you out of jail. Yeah, for you to go back for your th- for your ten dollar an hour job, for you to be revoked in a month. Help me understand which. And I spent like an hour just going basically back to that same question. Help me understand what you think happens at the next point. And he finally goes, "Man, I just don't don't want to do a year." And I was like, "Well, what do you wh- help me understand what you want?" He goes, "Could I do six months?" And I was like, "It's a minimum." I don't know. Let me go ask. Yeah. The prosecutor goes, if we can get it done today, please, let's do it done. Yeah. Right? And so I was able to go back and go, here you go. But it took me an hour of basically saying, walking through every step and help me understand what you think is going to happen next. Right. And yeah. It also helped me not get real excited, not real get, not get upset like because. Defensive or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Because I was truly going, well, help me understand what's yeah, going to happen Yeah, get on the same next. page. No, I like that, man. Um it was that, good for me, and it and it helped him, and we got him what he wanted. It's important to understand your client's expectations, and then maybe try to highlight some reality. And, and I like that. I think that kind of puts like a more natural puts them doesn't doesn't uh, create defensiveness for either for either person. Now that's an interesting point, though, because you mentioned bond. Um, you know, on these probation revocation matters if it's a straight probation you you may not be entitled to a bond right you can ask for one you but can you, ask for one sure the judge and, could set one but you're not entitled to one now on a deferred you know you'll you'll get a you'll get a bond right um but on a straight probation you know oftentimes our clients are like why don't i have a bond set and i'm like oh, man i can't get this judge to set a bond like I, he doesn't have to he's not entitled to the state's not agreeing to a bond amount so we're kind of stuck Right. Yeah. Yep. You, you signed up for 10 for 10. Yeah. 10 years probated for 10 years and you're at year two and picked up a new offense. The judge is going to be like, hold. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, want him out. Right. Certainly if it's not like maybe if it's like 30 days in and, you know. And it's a state jail felony. or Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's there's but that's imp- that's important to remember. Like, don't don't but sometimes, promise your clients. Like sometimes hey, yeah, at that point, set. don't don't. Don't get them a bond. Ask for these thirty days to count as, um, yeah, back time, good time credit. Well, or no, counted at you know if they, if they really want to stay on probation, say thirty days a condition of probation with this for, with this credit that he's been in. Mm-hmm. That's a good, point. right? Sometimes you can, you know, think of other ways to skin the cat. You know, just like uh, so many other opportunities in our work, um, we yeah, there's there's a lot of opportunity to think outside the box or skin cats. I mean, whatever the heck you just said. Um, but uh, <laughs> and so it's so, you know, just it, to be clear, I do not skin cats. It's <coughs> it's, it's, it's it's simply a. Uh, but I've never a seen a cat in our office. All right. So I don't know what that says about anything. 
Okay. One actually showed up on our ring camera the uh, yeah, a couple of mornings ago. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. But it wasn't in the office. Yeah, it hasn't been back. No, it hasn't. It's, it's been skinned somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's, cruelty I to think animals that's is an offense, and we have not done that. <laughs> so, um, uh, the gist of think of the of the conversation is, you you get a great deal for a client. Um, you know, for them, it's definitely not the end of the road, and for you, you may be seeing them uh, again at some point in time. So. There's opportunity here for us as as business owners, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you obviously get a fee for that, right? I mean, it's a whole separate legal proceeding. Very you, much a separate you, legal proceeding. You absolutely should be charging for your services in that. Um, but also, uh, it, it, because it can create a whole a, a whole host of issues for you, um, you know, down the down the road. So so don't forget about those clients who are on probation. You know, they will be calling you again. Um, and just some, some things to kind of watch out for and, you know, the so, process and procedure. So to our listeners, if anyone has an idea of what percentage of people actually complete probation or get have a filing of adjudication or revocation while on probation, I'd love to know that number because there are times where I feel like everyone's being revoked and other times I'm like, no, I think most people make it just fine. I really don't know. I don't know if there's, I don't know what the stat is on that. So if somebody knows, please let us know. We would love to hear from you at Man. Andrew and Andrew on Texas criminal defense. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I could, I wouldn't even be able to throw a number out there. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. How you doing? Everything else? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Reading doing anything right? good lately? Um, I'm reading a book called the gifts. I'm about mm, 85% of the way through it. It's uh, set in 1840 London. Um, about Jack the Ripper or what? No, it's about these women who mysteriously develop angel's wings and the doctor who calls them his gifts. Is that a true story? That's crazy. No, it's not a true story. It's, <laughs> it, <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh. That, <laughs> Um, but it's a good book. It, it's an interesting read. It's pretty light, uh, but it's cool. interesting because there's a mix of faith and science and um, this guy's kind of own narcissistic view that God gave him these women. Uh, hmm. You know, and that's it, weird, man. It, it it's it, it's weird. You ask me what I you know what I've read. Good. It's I'm getting over. I don't know if you, everybody can hear it, but I'm kind of getting over like a head cold, flu type situation. So. And we're glad you're feeling better. Yeah, finally back at it. Um, But anyways, I hope everybody had a very um, happy Valentine's Day. And Mardi Gras. Oh, is that happening also? And may you have a holy Lenten season for those who observe uh, the Ash Wednesday to uh, Easter Sunday kind of events. I mean, if we're going to cover the holidays. Happy, happy, happiness and health in this, uh, what, what are we getting, spring, springtime? Yeah. Okay. Love springtime, man. Well, no, it's not really. It, spring doesn't come for another month. Oh. Do you think we'll get March, another freeze? March 21. March 21. Man. Yes, I think it will freeze again. My grandmother March my grandmother 21. swore by the Easter freeze. She said, she goes, oh, you okay. know. There, there'll be we got a, some know, time then. Yeah, we got yeah. some time. We got yeah, about got 45 days. Don't <laughs> plant your onions yet, as my grandmother would say. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got, man. That's all I got. So, um. 
Tell someone you know and love about our uh, podcast. Um, Please, God, let just send us some some uh, guest ideas and topic ideas. <laughs> That's right, right. We we have a few, and, and we reach out to people in case we don't hear back. Um, I think I think March we're gonna have a we're gonna have a handful of really good guests. Uh, right, uh, our our shows in March should be pretty entertaining. Well, good, good. Yeah. We're glad we're glad for that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. But obviously, you can find us on the web at uh, on Facebook on Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Offense. You can find us on Twitter uh, at A and A something. <laughs> right. Uh, great. Great. Yeah. 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 Our Twitter is amazing. Um, and then, what's our website, Mister Harris? TexasCrimDefense.com. Right. Right. So you can find us there. Uh, do tell a friend. Leave us a review. Um, we also, several of our former guests and uh, law school colleagues have launched podcasts in 2024, uh, so we may have a few of them on the show to talk about their podcasts. Um, yeah. They're, 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 following, they're following the path of greatness. <laughs> you know, yeah, podcasting is fun. It, it definitely has been a cool hobby for us. So. Yeah. I, anyone who's asking me about it, I'm like, so know that we spend about four hours to get a 45 minute show. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we do a little research. We record the show. Can't we, specify little enough on that. We do a little research. <laughs> we do a little research. <laughs> um, but depending on the show, I mean, there have been times yeah. where uh, I would say it's about an average of four hours. Um, so we're spending about a day a month work wise doing this. Yeah. Um, and so I tell people it's it, to do it regularly. And we know we've seen some other shows pop up and they show up. Once every eight weeks, right? Um, not on a schedule. It's kind of like a catch can. Um, so it so it's a lot of work. Uh, I was asked yesterday. So how do podcasts make money? And I said ours doesn't make money. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we I think we each have gotten one. I think maybe you've gotten two clients from this. I've gotten one client. Yeah, over from four this. and a half years. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This does not yeah. pay for it's itself. Not, it doesn't. Yeah. Um. Uh. So we don't make money. We're not big enough to get commercials or endorsements. Yet. I mean, I guess we did get the... We uh, got the cups. We got the, the Whataburger cups. Yeah. Thank you to uh, the uh, to our friend. Yes. Uh, Rob Rolfs. Um, good friend. Good friend. Well, a friend of yours. And family. Family of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Friends and family. Um, Not a listener of the show. In fact, he detests it. Yeah, I don't think he does so listen he to the show. He cups anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, he sent those a long time ago. So it... it for us, it's a hobby. It's fun. It is not a moneymaker, but we do appreciate people listening um, and and, uh, yeah. and and being a part of the a part of the part of the family. Um, so those are things I tell people when they ask. They're like, so what do we need to know? And I'm like, no, it's a lot of work. Uh, we spend a lot of time doing it. We don't make any money off of it. Um, but hey, if you have any questions, you need help or whatever, like we did this from from nothing. So. Uh, and now and look that's at pretty where obvious. We're at. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> look at where we're at, bro. Um, yeah, but it can be done. So just let us know what you need. Uh, we're happy to help. Yeah, of course. So for Mr. Harith, I'm Mr. Decker. And for Mr. Mr. Decker, Andrew Decker, I'm Andrew Harith. Y'all be good. Y'all be good.